What's up, everybody? This is Podcast Gameverse episode 162 for Thursday, November 9, 2023. I am Wasabi Ice Cream, joined as always by Rick. What's up? Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Rick. I'm here. This episode is brought to you by Intrusive Gay Thoughts. <laughs> When you're straight, but you joke around, you'd totally blow a guy if the money was right. But you know you would if the money wasn't right anyway. Any hoozle. We are here to... <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a sponsor yet, so I'm just making up, like, bullshit sponsors. Uh, not all of them are going to hit, but... No, that was uh, a good one. Try to have a new one. That was a good one? Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll tune in the next week. We'll see if the next one is better. Um, Any hoozle. Slow news week. A lot of announcements, mostly stuff we don't give a fuck about. Um, but we're gonna get to some cool. We're gonna talk about some cool shit. We're gonna talk about some video games. But we're gonna start where you always start, man. You tell the people what you've been playing, or in this case, watching, right? Uh, experiencing. They they call it an experience. And Silent Hill Ascension has been going on for a few weeks now. Um, I've heard nothing good about it. <laughs> Well, there is nothing good about it, so. Oh, 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 oh. Um, yeah, there's nothing good about it. So, <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a, like a, it's a Silent Hill series. Yeah. Episodic, 20 or 22 minutes, I guess, per episode. It airs every day. At 7 p.m. Eastern, and it's live. You tune in and watch stuff, and then the people who watch can influence what happens on the show by uh, voting on different outcomes of events. Uh, there's a there's a chat. There's a live chat. I think they've shut down now. Starting with the second episode. Uh, you can only use emotes. <laughs> you cannot use text anymore because by the time the second episode aired, they realized that it was a bad idea to let people chat. Um, and yeah, people were just trying to ruin the show <laughs> on purpose to see, first of all, if they even can. The answer is no. And second because it's fucking garbage. I mean, what have they done to my boy? I've never, I've never played a Silent Hill game. So let me just put that out there. But uh, even I can look at this and go, this is not, this is fucking garbage. It doesn't even take place in Silent Hill. Wait, but, what? Um, yeah, they just call it Silent Hill and there's like monsters and shit that you can maybe recognize as things that might be from Silent Hill, but not really. So I'm not the biggest Silent Hill buff. I'll be honest here. Um, I like to play good games, so uh -huh. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I'm not joking. Like, you can count the amount of good Silent Hill games on one hand, and there's like a fucking million of them. So even Silent Hill fans can't agree which one sucks the most. But anywho, um, it wasn't the whole point of the games that they're like psychological games. So like. Every monster is like specific to the part to the main character, so 
if you could recognize some monsters in this like series that that's kind of defeating the purpose isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know i'm not a silent hill fan but oh. i've heard nothing good about this thing like at all and it's it's very ballsy for konami because they, they had all the stuff coming out, right? They have uh, this. They have the Silent Hill 2 remake coming out soon. Yeah. They got um, a new, what, two other Silent Hill games coming out? Yeah, they've got Silent Hill stuff happening, so. And to start with this is like, fuck, that is not a good way to it's start. It's like a garbage, dude. I can't, even, I can't even explain. There's like Rachel, and then was like some sort of cult, and then she killed Joy, but then everyone's trying to cover it up as if it's like part of the the cult thing it's like she died for a good cause and they're trying to convince her boyfriend but he's not buying it so he's trying to kill them all <laughs> and it's like i don't understand dude oh and then okay so there's more there's more to this <laughs> because oh because it's like a live okay. thing right but they're trying to they're trying to monetize it in the most shittiest way so in order to uh, influence the the outcomes of the, the the story, you have to buy what's called influence points, and you get to vote on different. Uh, there's like three different outcomes, like retribution, or uh, uh, there's like three different ones, and you get to vote on them. And you can vote multiple times depending on how many influence points you have. And you can buy influence points. So basically, whoever has the most points or the most money to buy more points wins. And their choice is the one that goes. Uh, so wait a minute. You have, is it like collective? Like, I have three influence points. You have two influence points. So like... If we make a choice and we vote on it, it's counted as five votes, or is it like, no, whoever singular no, no, person has the most points, like that's the choice that gets made. No, no, no. It's I have three. It's more like in the like hundreds. It would be like I've I have seven thousand points and you have six hundred points. So even if you put all your points into A. If that guy put 300 points into A and I put 6,000 into B, well, you get fucked because I have more points than you. So that that's. <laughs> so is it cumulative to like how many points are put into a decision? It's, to like, it's total. Whoever, like how many people vote on the most. Many, yeah. And the, the, their points are just worth more. Okay. I thought it was like singular, like whatever one voter like has the most points like their their choice gets made you know it's everyone it's like everyone who votes on the thing yeah, yeah. so it's like so if like i have a hundred points so and everyone can, and there's a hundred and one people put in one point i can actually just show you in here i can just show you yeah. in here because it's yeah no i, I understand it I was i'm just like i'm doing it live i'm showing you this live i forgot that i could just pop out and so yeah here you go it's redemption suffering and damnation so you can see the uh this this redemption one has 2.4 million points into it total 47%. So everyone who spent points you're buying the points by the way. So you might not realize it but 
if your choice doesn't get picked, you've, you've wasted your money. <laughs> like, you've wasted your money because whatever doesn't get picked is you've wasted your money. So. Oh, that's so annoying. Um, like, yeah. So that's how that works. What and they should have done is like monetize like a subscription. So like, oh, if you're just like a free user, everything's worth like one vote. But if you're like a subscribed user, it can be worth like three votes or something. Oh no, they're doing that. Yeah, no, they're doing that too. <laughs> oh, on top of like being able to buy points per vote. It's also just in general, your vote's worth more. Okay, that's yeah. I know if you go to the they're store, getting on both sides. They're getting on both sides now. If you go to the store, you can get the founders pack, and you can get the uh, the the large influence pack, which is twenty dollars. Get you twenty six thousand points to influence. So it's a uh, no. It's like a full thing, man. It's a it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Oh look, I've got I've got daily challenges I can claim right now. You get XP. Look at that. Um, Sounds obnoxious. <laughs> Doesn't sound fun at all. I think this, the people this goes to show you that when someone makes a a video game and they call it an experience, that's code for it's gonna suck and it's not a game. Like <laughs> Yeah. I don't think there's been one like game project that it's been referred to as an experience has come out like good. I can't think of anyone. Yeah. So when I was, when I was doing this on the first episode, people were trying to ruin it. People were trying to purposely pick all of the bad choices to like, fuck it up to see if anyone could die. The answer is no. Uh, <laughs> the fact that there are like, obviously like bad choices is like, should say something that this wasn't well thought out. Like, I wouldn't say there's obviously bad choices, but there's choices that are like, um, there was one that was like, your, this character's father, uh, might've killed the mother, but, um, the daughter finds a gun. You can be like, what is, what does, what is she going to do with the gun? Is she going to tell the police? Is she going to try to hide it? Is she going to claim it as a, it was her fault? And like those are the choices and like is there a bad choice there uh, maybe maybe but you know it's not it's always like this ambiguous like you don't know if it you don't know if it is the bad choice but you know you try to pick the one there is though there is a thing that's like a qte type thing that what? so after every episode there's a segment that's like a long, it's like a five minute long QTE thing that uh, every every player, everyone who's watching gets to participate in. And depending on how many people do it right or fuck it up, um, it's, it like affects something. But from what I could tell, that as well, like the first one, the first episode, everyone was just fucking up every QTE and nothing happens. <laughs> nothing happens. So, uh, that is so just like annoying. This sounds like terrible. <laughs> nothing about this sounds good at all. Yeah, it's, um, it's just not good, man. It's just not good. I can't, I like, I, um, uh, it's surprising how 
and I mean, we even talked about the quality of the thing yet, like the the quality of the character models and the quality of the voice acting, the quality of the story. It's just all garbage, man. Yeah, it's I just... heard none of that's good either. Like just all of it, the character models, the the voice acting. I've just heard all of it's just awful. There's a uh, there's loading screens. <laughs> uh it just doesn't it's like bad in every way so um yeah so yeah so i i i watched that first episode and i was like yeah i don't think i want to i don't think i want to do this anymore so <laughs> um yeah i've heard nothing good about it and everyone's complaining about it but i'm also just kind of like i don't want to be an asshole but i feel like silent hill fans get excited and then let down like a lot you should be used to it by now <laughs> like yeah i, I if you're, still, if you're still a silent hill fan in 2023 and you expect anything good to come out of silent hill going forward like you're kind of setting yourself up for disappointment here it's like sonic fans like you, you've seen the track record and you're surprised when things turn out the way they do yeah, but I, I wanted to get into Silent Hill because for the music, I wanted to get into it because the music was like really fucking good. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, man, I should play these fucking games because the music's fucking dope. Yeah. Um, and I think, I'm not totally sure, but I think the guy that does the Silent Hill music is doing the music for this show. Is the music on the show at least good? Or is that shitty too? The music is not... It's Silent Hill. The thing about Silent Hill is like it's not always like music. It's always like a like atmosphere. Yeah. Like with like a droning musical rhythm to it. And it does that and it does it pretty well, I think. Yeah. That was the one thing I noticed from this. It's like, oh the music's not terrible. It's reminiscent of what you expect from Silent Hill at least, so yeah, so all in all, like, are you still going to keep watching it just out of, like, morbid curiosity? Or are you oh, just no, like, no, no, no. Um, <laughs> well, the chat was the, the main thing. I was like, yeah, I, the chat was the saving grace. It was just people just yeah, shit talking. And uh, they've they've turned the chat off. So <laughs> very quickly they did that. So um, that's what made it fun. So. But um, yeah, so skipping that. <laughs> yeah. The um, Silent Hill Two remake could still be good though. Said I like, will. I will play those games. <laughs> I will play those games when they come out. Why? I. Why? They seem like good game. People love those games. I've never played a Silent Hill. Same reason I've ne I've never played a Resident Evil. People love those games, and you know, I finally, I finally get it now after having played it. Yeah, but like, I think even Silent Hill fans can admit there hasn't been a good Silent Hill game since like three. <laughs> and even then, like, they want to argue whether three is like dog shit or not. Um, I don't know. Like, Silent Hill is one of those games that's like universally like they're it's not a great series. Like, if you add up like the average Metacritic score for like all the games, it's it's something like really shitty. But that's, that's probably because a lot of the later games are just dog shit, but 
I don't know. I'm not a, not a Silent Hill fan, really. And with like the stigma the the series has, it's gonna be hard for me to like justify getting into it. But yeah, I don't know. It was the music for me. I I heard some of the soundtrack for Silent Hill Two, yeah. and I was like, I I need to play this. This is fucking incredible. Yeah. Uh, music does it for me in a big way. I don't know. Yeah. When I hear some, when I hear music, I'm like, this is fucking incredible. Yeah. yeah. Music is something like that does that for me too. I, I can put up with like a C tier game or a C tier movie movie if the music is like A tier. That'll bump it up to like an A tier experience for me. Yeah. But so I'll give it that. And I mean, we'll see what the rest of the projects, man. But if this is what they're gonna start with, this is like, hey, this is like this is what's steering the ship forward for all the Silent Hill shit we got coming out the next couple of years. Like, this is what's starting it. Yeah. Not a good way to start. This is not a good way to start. They came out the gate and fell on their face with this. So we'll Just top to how... bottom. Like, the, the yeah. poor quality of the thing itself and then also the monetization of that thing is just yeah. top to bottom. It's fucking horrendous. Yeah. Like, if that... If... The... Yeah. It's just if that's how much they care about Silent Hill to just do that to it. Um, there's like I have no hope for Metal Gear. That Metal Gear collection came out and Oh yeah. Yeah, that's also not doing well. So it's just yeah. we'll see what happens with not just this, but like all the rest of Konami's projects, man. But I'm not I'm not very confident <laughs> the rest of their projects are going to turn out any good. Yeah. Uh, I think people are going into this expecting, like, when they hear, like, Silent Hill 2 remake, they, they expect, like, what the Resident Evil 2 remake was. And that's not what we're getting at all, it looks like, with this. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see, man. We'll see what the rest of their projects look like. But I'm not going to hold my breath. It's going to be anything decent. Um, you also played Minecraft, so kind of a... <laughs> oh, yeah. So I have a shift there. Um, I was I had COVID for the past week, and uh, <laughs> while I was sick, I was like, "Oh man, I just want to like play something, but I don't want to play anything too, too crazy." Yeah. So yeah, so I was like, "I'm just gonna load up Minecraft." And dude, the thing about Minecraft is that legitimately, it is. It is probably one of the greatest games ever made. Yeah. It it's it belongs in the discussion at the very least. I agree. Minecraft is fucking incredible. I always every time I every time I go back to Minecraft in any specific medium, it's always the greatest experience I've ever had in that medium. What I'm what I'm talking about is it's the best VR game I've ever played period okay like nothing even comes close and that's not it wasn't even an official thing it was like a mod and it's also the fucking best ray tracing experience i've ever had in a video game period oh, yeah period <laughs> <laughs> like I, I i was playing it with the ray tracing texture packs on and i built a house and I just, I put my windows, I put windows on my house, glass windows, 
facing the sunrise mm-hmm. or like you know facing like direct east i guess yeah and dude when the sunrise came up and the ray traced fucking refractions through the windows i built were like bending the colors so it was like rainbows as the sun came up there was like color shifting oh that's cool reflecting through my window as the sun came up and i was like holy fucking shit i've never before in a video dude i've been i was playing cyberpunk with the fucking insane ray tracing fucking boost mode on like add everything maxed out in cyberpunk and nothing even came close to minecraft and cyberpunk to this man like not there was not a single part in cyberpunk like in cyberpunk you're like oh that looks good yeah this looks great but in minecraft it was like holy fucking shit that moment that makes you stop and be like oh shit this is yeah and it was just it was even crazier because it was something that i had i had built this and it was interacting with physics the influence you had on the world yeah yeah it was interacting with the physics simulation in a way that was like holy shit like i made this happen uh in minecraft dude in minecraft which was like the thing about minecraft is like people like to joke about it because like you know it's it's the new well, it was like a punching bag for like old gamers who want to make fun of like kids who just wanted to have fun. That's Fortnite now, but I remember back in the day we were shitting on Minecraft and it's like, dude, it's a good experience. Like it's a cool, like new thing and look how many games like directly influenced by it. It's just like Yeah. It's something that's it's it's a, it's a, it's its own thing that you can't compare anything else to. Even other games try to copy it. You just you can't compare that to what Minecraft has done, and to see the success it has earned, it it deserves it. It's a quality experience that knows what it's doing and knows what it's trying to do, and it's a it's a it's a fun, and it's a fun way to 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 experience it. To experience it. it's a fun creative outlet for people. You could play Minecraft a million different ways, and none of them are wrong like at all yeah yeah so that so okay so what I, what i was trying to do with playing minecraft was there's a you can you can beat that there's there's an end to the game yeah which i i, I don't think a lot of people know is that you can roll credits in that game like there's an end which is a thing that i know about that game but what i don't know is what the fuck the conditions are for rolling credits you know what i'm saying so yeah. that was my that was my goal. <laughs> my goal was I know there are credits to this game. I know there's an end to this. How the fuck do you get there? And like that was yeah. that was why I was playing. Uh But yeah, within all that, the level of enjoyment I was getting out of it was just fucking through the roof, man. Yeah, it is seriously like one of the greatest games ever made. It's like got to yeah. be. It's got to be in the in the conversation. A lot. I th- I, that, that's the thing. A lot of people scoff over Minecraft because they do have this misconception that it's just a kids game and where you fucking build Legos and shit and it's it's for kids. But no, it's like a genuinely good fucking video game, man. It's like fucking good. It's good. Uh. 
and it's so it's so enjoyable and um there's so much shit to it that you just don't you don't know just by looking at it you have to play it and really dig into it to really see the magic in that game so uh that's uh that's all i wanted to say about that <laughs> um, no, i agree man it's a good ass game like it's a really good game and it's that's the kind of game i would refer to as an experience and like unironically refer to as an experience yeah i guess yeah. something you just you don't get it till you play it and once you play it, you're like i get it now like i see i see it now like it all makes sense now yeah and it's it's a good ass game it really is it's a fun experience it's it's heartwarming creative creative and there's just so many things you can do about it. again there's a million ways you can play minecraft and all of them are fine all of them are legit and i'm glad you like got to experience that despite the fact that you were like sick with the covid <laughs> yeah it's always a game i always load up because of like i always load it up for some novelty reason like oh it's in vr you should try it or oh it's got ray tracing now i gotta try it but then i always come away with this profound experience <laughs> yeah that i'm like dude this is the greatest game ever made uh and yeah it's just it's really fucking good i wish yeah. people would take it more seriously i don't know i don't yeah, know i agree i agree fuck it making me want to load that game back up now it's fuck <laughs> it we should we should man we should play it we should play it both I'm of down. us and try to beat it because there's a that's that was my goal was trying to get to the fucking end without looking without looking anything up because because i think part of the part of the reason why i like it is because it is blowing my mind with just how much shit is blowing my mind like that <laughs> it's it's blowing my mind with how much shit is blowing my mind if that makes any I'm sense down. like no i i get it and i'm i'm down to play it like my brother my brothers were trying to get me into it forever like he, he was a my youngest brother was a minecraft kid growing up for sure oh. and so he's like wanted to get back into it lately recently he's uh he's in his like mid-20s right now so he wants to get back into it and he's been trying to get me into it for a while, so I I might use an excuse to to do it. Yeah, because it sounds dope. Like I know there's an end game to it. I never I never got to it either. You know, so not that you never got to it is like I don't even know what the fuck the conditions are. Because I know you, there's like a million, there's like a bunch of things you need to do, and I don't think the game tells you like all of it or any of it. It has a it has a um it has like a little guide to it has like stepping stones to get yeah. you somewhere but it'll be like it'll be like build your first pickaxe and then it'll branch off into like it has something that you can kind of follow that i think will lead you into the the end game okay but that that was something they kind of added after i was um they added that somewhere along the line but there is like a, a little guide you can follow that gets you into doing certain things that you wouldn't, you probably wouldn't normally do because you didn't fucking, the game's just archaic in a way that you kind of just have to do stuff and figure it out. But yeah. there's this guide now that kind of, kind of 
lets you know that certain things are possible. So I'm thinking that's how you find out without looking shit up. <laughs> or I'll give yeah. it a shot for sure then, because it's like I've wanted to play. I want to play it again for a while, so I'll give it a shot. I'll let you know when I when I load it back up. It's on Game Pass, so yeah, that's that's where I'm playing it. Yeah, so I'll hit you up if I play it again. I'll hit my brother up too. We'll just like run through it. It'll be fun. Um, I haven't played a lot recently, but I did make some major milestones. I, 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 like I said last time we talked, I was playing Phantom Liberty. It's incredible. I finished it, and I got the nice little the little extra ending the game gives you if you do make the right choices in this DLC. And it's it's so fucking good, dude. It's so fucking good. Just this this the whole story in Phantom Liberty is fucking incredible. Like it's it's a it's a it feels like a spy thriller with a cyberpunk twist to it. Um but it still has this like dystopian kind of cynical like feel to it where you don't feel like you could really trust anybody and there's this air that everyone's going to fuck you over. And it, it forces you to make some really tough choices. And one of the things that I realize what I love about Cyberpunk, because there, there's a lot of choices you can make that influence the game, but there's all there's twice as many that you can make that don't really have an impact on the overall story or narrative, narrative of the game. Um, and a lot of people complain about some of them. But what I like about it is that it kind of makes you role play a bit and it asks a lot of moral questions from you and you get to solve a lot of these quests based on your own set of morals like how can i word it without getting too spoiled there's this quest i like called sinner man okay minor spoiler for it but basically in this quest you're hired by this guy to kill a death row inmate who got off like you don't know why but you know that this uh, this death row inmate got off easy, and now this dude's like, no, he killed my he killed my family. I want to kill him, so he hires you to like drive this to follow this guy, find his like his transport bus, and take him out. Well, the dude decides like when he gets close, he's like, no, fuck this, I want to do it. Like I'll still pay you, just let me do it. So he gets ahead of you, instantly gets fucking murked right then and there. Like the fucking security guards just take him out, and. You have a choice there. This is what this is where the, the the quest branches off a lot. You have a couple of choices there. You can finish the job, go kill the guy, or you can be like, "Well, the guy who's supposed to pay me is dead, so I'll just fucking leave." And if you wait a little bit, the inmate comes out and greets you, and he's like, "You have an air about you. I want you to 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 follow me. Like, ride in the car with me. You're my guest." And everyone's going along with it. They're going by what this dude says. Which is really fucking weird, because he's he's supposed to be a death row inmate. So minor spoiler, turns out this dude was uh his uh his sentence was lifted because some corporation came in and bought him out. But the reason why is because he found God again in prison. And he's still he's still gonna go through with the execution, but instead of a standard state run execution, this company is going to crucify him and program a brain dance around it which is like an interactive movie now brain dance in this game is like a movie like a vr movie you watch but the thing is that you experience that person's experiencing so the pain they're feeling their fear their doubt so you actually the idea is that this guy is legit he's legit found redemption and 
he wants to show that to people, his like religious experience by crucifying himself. And so now the moral, the moral choice is like, you know, do I go along with this? Because the guy's kind of like prophet, like prophetizing himself, but also like he legit found God. He's not full of shit. He found God. He definitely, he legit feels bad for what he did. He legit feels terrible for what he did. And he wants to find this redemption in it. And in, in the quest, you go visit a family of, the, of a guy he killed. And the whole time you're asking yourself, this feels fucked up. But at the same time, it's like, no, he's, if he legit feels remorse for it, then why is it bad for me to stop this? You know what I mean? The whole point of prison is to like yeah. teach people a lesson, right? It's to reform people. He's reformed. Like, he legitimately found God. We can prove scientifically that he feels bad for what he did. And at the same time, it's also like this corporation doesn't care. They just want to make some money off of him by selling this, like, experience, you know? And so you have a lot of choices in this. You can go along with it. You can tell the guy that he's full of shit. Nothing's changed. You can convince the guy there's no God. So then this whole fucking BD is for nothing. You can just bow out in the beginning and be like, no, my job's to kill you, so I'm doing that. Like, there's a lot of choices you can make here, and it asks a lot of you, like, morally, like, what's right and what's wrong. And it's not like there's more or less, like, rewards at the end of it, right? Like, if you do the quest, you still get paid if you do it as you're supposed to. If you follow the guy along, the corporation pays your fee. Um, there's halfway through it, the, the corpo lady that's like following them is like, Hey, you're a distraction. Get the fuck out of here. I'll pay your fee right now if you leave. So it's not like you're going to lose out on anything. There's no like moral compass to guide you. It's not like there's a paragon or renegade option to pick. And there's a bar you're filling up. It's just how you feel this quest should end. And it's based on your own like feelings on it. And it's something that's really cool because a lot of quests do that. They have choices you can make that don't affect the overall end of it. Like you're still going to get the same amount of money. The quest rewards might be a little bit different depending on the quest. But a lot of them have choices where nothing really changes except for like some lines of dialogue. Like the, the ending, the end game is still the same. But what's cool is that it asks you, it, it raises all these moral questions. So when you leave it, you, you feel like how you feel at the end of it is what matters. You know what I mean? I like, I like games that have, I like to get, I like games that have those kinds of choices because it's not even that, it's not even that you don't know that, or I guess it's not even that it doesn't have any effect on anything is that you, you don't know, right? It like poses this thing and it's like Soma, Soma was really good at this this like really ambiguous morality thing of hey this guy um this guy's a machine and he's begging me to like unplug his thing but uh should i do it or should i not he looks like he's in pain but i can just walk i can just walk away and leave him screaming or i can like turn his thing off and like actually kill him and but it has you don't know if it has any effect on anything all you know is this is happening and i can do something do i do something and exactly and and stuff like that is what's really cool yeah this game takes another level because it kind of makes you role play a little bit too because you have to think about like 
there's a lot of ways you can go about it. You can go about, like, I'm going to make the choice I want to make. And you can be like, I'm going to make the choice my character would make. And there's a lot of fun to it with that. And it's something that I think is really cool. There's one quest that's in a Phantom Liberty that's really cool. That's the last quest I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk a little bit more about, like, my experience with the game. But there's this one quest that's really good. And it's, that's something I like, where it's, like, the good choice gives you the shittiest rewards. I wish more games did that. Because a lot of games reward you for being the good guy. You know what I mean? Like, if you're the good guy, you make the good guy choice. It gives you the most rewards, most experience. Bioshock's fucking nasty with that. You know, it wants to hold up this, like, moral choice of, like, saving or sacrificing the sisters. But if you save every sister, every, every little, little sister, you get more Adam at the end of it. Even, it's, it's, which I, I fucking hate. I wish the game, like, committed <laughs> to, like... No, like we said at the beginning, you're going to get less Adam if you save them. So that's what we're, that's what's going to happen. You will have less Adam to play with yeah. if you do this. I wish the game committed to that. But one quest that does this super well is uh, there's this quest, another BD-related quest, which is really fun. You get a quest from this, like, BD star. They, they Think of her like, a, like an Instagram, like, like an Instagram only fans, like, influencer. And that she's being held captive. You got to go save her. So you go to save her and you show up at the place and it's some, it's not this chick at all. It's some fat dude dressed up like this girl, imitating her accent, saying that he's this girl. And you're like, what the fuck's going on? And his buddy's there and he's like, okay, listen, like he was in a BD for this chick and the power went out and now he's like stuck there. He thinks this is his personality now. Um, I've seen it happen before. He'll get out of it, but there's a chance here for us to make some money off him if you're interested in it. And the guy propositions for you to go find this girl, because she lives in Dogtown, and convince her to come by and make a BD with this guy. He calls it a doppelganger gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you know, we can convince her to come shoot a BD with him, and this will be a cool experience that my shop can sell exclusively. And we'll make some fucking money off of it. And you find out this girl wants to break into like more serious brain dance roles, not just porn stuff. So you have to like lie to her that you're like some big executive and you have a big project for her that's going to get her career off the ground. And you can do this. And, and, the, and some other quests you do can help you make that choice. So like if you help like Carrie Uridine and us cracks, they're like huge like rock stars in this universe you can show them the picture you take in that quest and be like no i'm legit look here's a picture of me with these rock stars and that'll help you in the quest it's really cool the way it does it but at the end of it you have a choice to make you can either go along with this what this guy said right and film this bd you get a fuck ton of rewards for it you get an exclusive weapon um exclusive clothes um a new a new motorcycle if you do all if you do this make the best bd possible you get some extra money out of it. You get a bunch of shit if you do it. If you do the right thing, though, and snap this dude out of it, there's no BD to film, which is objectively the best choice to make because you snap the dude out of this, like, psychosis, but you get, like, very little rewards. You don't get... You, you still get paid, but you get paid the original sum you would have got initially. You're not going to get any of these extra bonuses. But again, if you go through with it, you you can you convince this dude like, no, you're still this girl or you you fucking find some other avenue to like feed on this like psychosis he has. He's stuck like that forever. <laughs> it doesn't come back later. Like, it's not like the dude comes back at the end of the game. 
but it's it's something that I like because it's like, okay, I can make the good choice here, but I'm not gonna get shit for it, or I can make the shitty choice and fucking make out like a king here. <laughs> and yeah. I love that. I love that. I wish more games did that. It shouldn't be easy to be the good guy, especially in a place like Cyberpunk, in a place like Night City, where everyone's out for themselves, you know, and it's already really shitty and hard to get by. It's dog-eat-dog -dog out here. So, yeah, if I'm going to be the good guy, I shouldn't come out on top at all. <laughs> and I love that this game does that. There's a ton of quests that have stuff like this. And even the main campaign is going to... I'm not going to spoil it, but the ending to... The ending to Cyberpunk when you finish Phantom Liberty and make the uh, a certain specific choices, which aren't good or bad, by the way. <laughs> like I'm not going to sit here and argue whether they're good or bad choices to make. But they do unlock another ending, which I'm going to minor spoiler. There's no good ending objectively in cyberpunk. Like all of them are pretty cynical and sad. But how you feel about it at the end and how you can speak to it is like what's really important to the ending. I'm not going to spoil anything. I know you haven't finished the game yet, but there, there are some endings there that I will argue are downright beautiful and how melancholic they are. There are some that are really shitty and you can't, there's not a lot to like argue to, to them. There are some that are badass, even if they're sad, like it's, it's really cool how it feels like the, the game has this very oppressive dystopian atmosphere. And it's good that the endings kind of reflect that. You just have to deal with it. Like, Hey, it's night city, man. Like that's the way it is. Like, Basically, at the end, at the beginning, when you have that talk with Dexter Sean, he's like, you know, is it better to, to go on a blaze of glory or fade away? Like, that's, that's kind of what happens here, like, in this game. You either, like, you die a legend or you fade away into nothing. And all the endings reflect that mindset to an extent. And I love that about this game. This game, say what you want about it when it came out. There's a lot you can say about it, but it is, it is an experience I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. It is legitimately one of my favorite games, not just of this year or last year or the year before, but of all time. It is going to be in my top 10 games of all time. And the story is incredible with the way it really wraps you up into it and makes you feel so immersed in how the world works. And the side stuff is so good. I went and got a buddy of mine from work has all the original cyberpunk source books like digital and all the actual little expansions that have been released throughout the decades since it came out. And I had them loaded up on a flash drive for me so I can read through it because I want to know more about this world, about this, 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 this universe here. And this game does such a good job of like selling it to me. And it's, God damn it, it's an incredible experience, man. Like I can't talk this game up enough. I know I shit a lot on video game stories and i I've, I've gone on record saying like you know story shouldn't really matter too much to a game but for this game the way it handles the story and how the gameplay reflects that oh my god dude it is incredible it's an experience i can't ex describe and if there's a sequel i know there's talks of a sequel coming out if it can like fix the gripes i have with this it's gonna be just another a whole other experience man like this yeah. is this is something special. Yeah. 
I am. You can tell I like this game a lot. <laughs> it's it's fucking good. It's really good. That's all I can say, really. It's really good. If there's anything you can take from this show right now, it's get Cyberpunk, get Phantom Liberty, and enjoy it, man. Let yourself really absorb it and get into it. You know, do as little as you can to, like, look up shit, but really just get yourself into it. Try to role play. Try to think, like, how your character would act. And... Take some time to really think about the choices you make. No matter how insignificant they might seem, take the time to really think about like what this says about you and your beliefs if you make this choice. And that, that's what I'm going to leave it at. Um, I also played Ninja Guy and Sigma. <laughs> wow. Which, yeah, yeah. Phantom Liberty is incredible. Cyberpunk's incredible. Go play it. <laughs> um, but I also played Ninja Gaiden Sigma. I should have started with that. <laughs> I should have started with this. But I also played Ninja Gaiden Sigma. Uh, it's on Game Pass. And do you remember how I was talking about Azir Striker Gunvolt like years ago and how I was like, I, was, I couldn't get into it. And then one day it clicked with me and I loved it. Same thing happened with Ninja Gaiden. I could not get into it. I was trying to play it like it was Devil May Cry. And then just, I can't, I don't know what happened, like a switch flipped in my head and I went from playing the game how I wanted to play it to how the game wants me to play it and it was a night and day difference I'm having a blast with it now this game is really fun it's still jank it's got that early 2000s like action game OG Xbox jank but god damn it it's a fun time it's really fun once you get once you get into it once you really like let yourself get into it and start to play the game the way it wants you to play it you start to you you feel like a badass, and it's it's really fun. It's hard as balls. God damn it, that game is fucking unforgiving. But New Sigma's the easiest one, man. They've added, they added they added so me. much. <laughs> so Sigma's the... the easiest one in terms of just like random bullshit, but it has the most combat I think out of the, all the uh, releases. Well, the they game. added more every time they re-release the game. They added more save points. Yeah. So and even then there's like not enough save points here. This game is still like fucking difficult. And I'm having fun with it still even though the game's hard cuz like if you're not paying attention, dude, a fight can go from like from like 0 to 60 like that. Like you can, you can be whooping ass and then one wrong move, some guys like get some a couple good hits on you who weren't paying attention. And the whole fight fucking flips on its head. It's like, I haven't experienced a game like that before. You could argue like Dark Souls like is really difficult, but this is different because Dark Souls is very punishing. But at the end of the day, it's like, you can see immediately what you did wrong, right? And it's really easy to like come back, get back into it, figure out what you did wrong. But with this, it's like you're constantly, it's, it forces you to be really aggressive but it also forces you to like know when to be defensive. Like it doesn't make you like sit and wait to react. You have to kind of, you have to to fight your way into every opening. Sometimes force openings. This game's more but bullshit than Dark Souls, I think. How far did you get? Bullshit. Did you get to the part where there's a part where you have to fight like three tanks in a helicopter? No, I haven't. One, I haven't one right yet. after the other. And yeah, no I haven't check. gotten there yet. There's definitely more bullshit to this. There's a lot of bullshit here <laughs> that I fucking hate. But there's something also just like 
how can I word it? There's also something kind of um kind of refreshing that the game kind of asks a lot of you and kind of forces you to learn it. It is not good at explaining its mechanics at all. And it is not good at explaining like how stuff works. And there's not like a really satisfying combo system, quote unquote. But the game does make you feel badass because when you unlock a new move, you learn like when to use the move, when it's appropriate to use it, when it's not appropriate to use it. And it's it's an experience that is very different from most action games I've played, but it is very fun. I'll argue it's not very rewarding. Like it's <laughs> it's a lot of uphill battles for for what feels like not enough effort. And yeah. even though you unlock new weapons, I am like glued to the starting katana because that's what I've learned to fight on. And that's I don't have the patience to like learn another weapon, get my ass kicked while I learn this weapon. Um, yeah, but I am having fun with it. I can legitimately say I'm having fun with it. Once it clicked, once that switch flipped off in my head, I'm having a lot more fun with it than I thought I was going to. You should try Sekiro if you haven't already. I feel like Sekiro, I think Sekiro is the single best example of now, it's, it's probably the fucking hardest Souls game that they've ever made. Yeah. Just in terms of, because Elden Ring could get there if you let it, but there's ways around that shit. But Sekiro is like the hardest, but also like the fairest, because it doesn't get into the bullshit territory that like Elden Ring gets into. But even like, yeah. uh, even Ninja Gaiden gets into this bullshit territory where like the bosses don't play by the same rules oh, yeah. that the player has. Yeah, that's something I learned too, like, some enemies just are immune to certain attacks and there's no explanation for why it's just because some yeah. attacks are just too good and instead of nerfing the move all around they just make some bosses immune to them yeah that's and why i like sekiro because sekiro everyone has the same rules so yeah. if the player can die in two hits every single boss in sekiro can die in two hits or one hit or whatever the fuck like you can insta kill every boss in that game if you're playing correctly yeah um and I like that because, like, what I've been told is that Sekiro has some RPG elements, but it's not like Dark Souls, where you can, like, where it kind of, how can I word it? You can have a build, you know what I mean? Like, in Dark Souls, you can go into, like, a build. Yeah. Elden Ring, you can have, like, a build. With Sekiro, it's like, no, this is how you play the game. You this don't unlock anything. Played. You don't, there's no, like, yeah. there's no weapons, there's no armor. Yeah. There's no, it's yeah. Just, I hear you can unlock like moves or like tools and stuff. That's from playing the game. Yeah, there's like it's items not and like shit. An RPG, which I kind of think I would like that more because now I know like I have the tools to beat this boss. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't have to go level up in, and yeah, yeah. I'm not going in with like a substandard move set. I'm not going in with a with a bad build for this boss. It's just this is the tool set I have. Make it work. You can do it with this tool set. And I think that's kind of what I liked about Ninja Gaiden because it's like, you know, so many games try to be like RPGs and then it's really bad with action games, but it's a problem when you can just like min-max the fun out of the game. You know what I mean? Like I was playing Salt and Sanctuary recently and that game's fun, but that's another game you can easily min-max like the fun out of. And some enemies have like weaknesses and strengths. And if you know like the right weakness and strength to play to, 
and you have the right build to do it, you can make the game like trivially easy. Yeah. But with games like Ninja Gaiden, it sounds like Sekiro. It's like, no, this is the game's meant to be difficult. You have all the tools you need to get through it. So make it work. It's like the difference between like old school Castlevania and like new Castlevania. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you mean since you know the Metroidvanias are fucking yeah. RPGs. So all you could do is just that uh, you you could peel out and just level the fuck up and then make any encounter super trivial. Yeah. Forever Camelot Damn. in the chat says, "When I move, you move, just like that." Big bag. Can agree more. Yeah, but that that's the experience I'm having with the Ninja Gaiden. I'll probably end up playing more of it because I do like what I'm playing. So until I get to some like stupid bullshit that I can't forgive, I'll probably keep playing it. But everyone's told me like each because the the whole Master Collection's on Game Pass, so it's like Sigma one, two, and three. And everyone tells me that like each Ninja Gaiden changes so much from one game to the next that if you if you don't like Ninja Gaiden one, you can play two or three and have a different experience, and you might like one of them. Or both of those. Yeah. So I'll probably end up doing that. But yeah, that's what I've been playing. Um, not too much to really talk about, like I said. Um, but I'm having fun with it. And like I said, I'll, I'll have some more like insight. That's what I'm doing right now. Um, not a lot to talk about, guys. Not too much has happened this week. Um, we got news that a development has started for a live-action Legend of Zelda movie, so that'll be cool to check out when that happens. Sony's working on it, though, so I don't know how I feel about that. You know, Sony's... Uh... They're publishing it. They're, uh... They're putting out... They're Sony's studios. Sony Pictures Entertainment. Yeah, but didn't they do uh, the Uncharted movie and... Uh... I want to say to the Assassin's Creed movie too. <laughs> um, did they? <laughs> I think so. They did some of the the video game movies that come out, and like none of them have been good. Um, so we'll see what happens with this. Yeah, but, well, I don't know if that's. I don't know if you blame the studio for that. You blame like the writers and directors. I don't know. I don't know who to blame for it, but anyone attached to those, I would not be trusting on like my <laughs> video game movie project, but. Um, they said, who's working on this? Avi Arad? Who's, are you familiar with that name? No, it sounds familiar, but I don't know. He's, he's, uh, producing it with Miyamoto. So Miyamoto is working on this, which he did work on, I do believe, the Mario movie. And that was pretty damn good. So. Yeah. So we'll see when this comes out, you know, what this looks like, but. I am not. I am not sold. I'm not sold on this. As yeah. the biggest as the biggest Zelda fan on the planet, I do not know how they're going to pull this off. A live action Zelda movie. Like if it was CG, I'd be like, "Okay, yeah, you could do that." Live action, I'm not, I'm less convinced. My dream project for this would be to just get fucking Studio Ghibli to do it. That'd be incredible. Yes. They can do it. Live action, like are they are are they gonna make Link talk? They could do they could do it without him ever talking. If he has like if they do like the Mad Max thing where he has like a sidekick. Wait, did they do that in Mad Max? Didn't he have like a sidekick that that, he can have a sidekick that does all the talking while he's just there doing all the action? You know. I don't know, but 
we'll see what happens when it comes out. Like Mario doesn't talk, and they had him talk in the Mario movie. So yeah, but Mario was. Yeah, that's the problem, though. Is like Mario. You can do that with Mario. <laughs> You cannot do that with Link. Link is, he doesn't even talk. Even when they added voice acting to those games, he still didn't talk. Yeah. So. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with this. Like, I hope it's good. I'm not going to hope it's shitty, but, you know, hope for the best, expect the worst is what I, or expect, expect the best, plan for the worst. Dr. Tickle Me Fancy said, have you read the manga? Is there a a Zelda (laughs) manga? Yeah, they are, they are, and they're really good. Really? Yeah, they go into a lot of like story detail. So if they if they base the movie on those mangas, that'd be really cool. Does he talk in the manga? I don't know. I've heard good things. Does he talk in the manga, Doctor Tickle Me Fancy? Well, the the <laughs> idea in the in the the idea in the games is that he does talk, but you don't you don't see that, or you don't hear it, or you don't because people have communication with him. And it's just like, oh, ha, ha, your name's Link or whatever the fuck, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll see when it comes out. Um, I'm hoping for the best. I really am. I hope it's incredible, but we'll see. Um, we also got a message from Rockstar Games that uh, we're going to hear news about GTA 6 sometime in December, like early December, right? December 5th, December 6th. I'm making that up. Early December is what they said. Okay. So this is a now the crazy thing about this is that it is this is a message direct from Sam Hauser who doesn't typically communicate with people directly. You never you never hear from Sam Hauser himself, who is one of the founders of the Rockstar Games. Um so that is interesting in itself. But yes, also they're going to announce the next Grand Theft Auto. They don't say Grand Theft Auto 6 here in this message. What they say is the next Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. So, so that- we'll see we'll see what that looks like. Um I don't know. I I'm kind of like whatever with Grand Theft Auto to be honest. I don't really care. But if it does something really cool, like but I'll you've be never into played it, but... a Grand Theft Auto game, I played five a bit. You played five a bit? Okay. Yeah. I got pretty far in. I never finished it, but I played it quite a bit. But that's the only Grand Theft Auto game I really played. Um, Incredible games, four and five, and even um, Red Dead Redemption is probably story wise way better than GTA. Yeah. But um yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm hoping they can I'm hoping they can do this because a lot of the people that I think Sam Hauser is the only one that's still there that it might be like one other I think they have one other writer that's there. But there's just a lot of people that aren't there that made those games what you love unless what you love is the multiplayer stuff, then <laughs> this is probably yeah, going to be more of that. Yeah. So, so we'll see when it come, when they announce it what we're gonna look at. But I have a feeling that whatever trailer they drop, it's gonna be mostly about the multiplayer stuff that they're doing. But we'll see. Yeah, or like uh, a Rickroll. You know they invented the Rickroll. They did not. GTA Four, 
I think, when they dropped the trailer for that, it broke their website that had that was hosting the trailer. So people were re-uploading it, and that's where the Rick roll was invented. Someone re-uploaded. People were like re-uploading it and then put in the Rick Astley video. That was the first so Rick they- roll. Yeah. Okay, so didn't so it's not like Jan Cathal created it. No, it no, they didn't create it themselves, but it was it was because of them. Yeah, that we the, have the, the Rickroll. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. that's good. So there's some internet history there, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and some other news: Microsoft is bringing AI characters to Xbox. So we're gonna see what happens with that. They're they're apparently partnering with InWorld AI, and they're gonna create Xbox game development tools for generative. AI character storyline, some other stuff. AI could help a lot with some of the menial stuff when it comes to development, right? For sure. Yeah. Um. So I'm not too against it. You know, every when you when you play an open world game and all those random NPCs are like, you know, just random shit. Like, oh, I gotta go to the market right now, or I used to be an adventurer like you, but I took an arrow to the knee. Like, all those are recorded and written by people. And so if AI could like you know, take some of the work out of that, give us some of these, like, these background things and take some development time and effort off of, like, publishers and developers. I'm okay with it. Um, I am not for, like, AI completely writing entire video game stories or AI um, replacing voice actors completely, but... That's the thing, when, like, when people... AI is supposed to be a tool that you use to enhance things but it's not supposed to be the it's not supposed to be the product you know like a lot of people have been using it as like the equivalent of like a unity store asset flip where you just you buy the thing and then just don't make any changes or adjustments to it and just that's what you put out which is not how you're supposed to use it you're supposed to use it my my first thought was like it like in these bethesda games like is a perfect example because they do have since I guess Skyrim where they have these like radiant quests there was just these like randomly generated quests but they're never interesting they're always just like hey there's uh, someone got kidnapped and we put this NPC in this cave and go rescue them but it's never there's never any story reason why it's happening or like you know Dark Brotherhood gives you like unlimited kill quests but there's never any story reason why it's happening it's just a random shit they could yeah, use just have AI to do all that. Yeah, yeah they I, could use the AI to like generate a some like a storyline, or or like something, some backstory as to like why stuff's happening, because yeah, Bethesda uses these systems uh, regularly, but they never have any substance to them. Yeah. So, I think that's where is- that's where something like this can really help. Yeah, or just like generating character models, right? To just serve as like background characters and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Can you imagine a zombie game where like no zombies look the same because AI is generating all of them? Like that'd be so cool for immersion. Yeah. You know, you, you play games like Dead Rising or like Left 4 Dead, and like, oh, I've seen that zombie with that shirt and pants pattern a couple times already. But now they can just generate whole new characters with it. So that'll be really cool to see. Um,. I'm okay with it, like you said, as a supplemental tool, but don't give me the end product with VR or AI. One of the things that keep coming up is um, fucking, whatchamacallit, that, that one game that uh, it, it, it came out that the game had it's still in, like, testing and um, 
what the fuck is it called? The finals. The finals is like in like beta testing right now. And if it came out that they were using AI for some of the voices. And oh, yeah. I think people are overreacting. Uh, it is because they came out and defended it when they were asked about it. But what they should have said was, hey, the game's not done yet. So we didn't want to record because when you're making a game like that, that has like imagine Apex Legends that has all these call outs. When you tag something, it says, hey, there's a there's a guy over here in the in the west quadrant of the quarry for them to yeah. say all that shit. Someone has to record those lines. That's, but the game is finished and they have all those assets ready that they could record those lines for a game that's not done yet the quarry can change into a fucking forest by the time the game's done if they recorded lines for that says the quarry they have to bring someone back in to say the forest and yeah just use ai to just fill in the blanks for now yeah if you just use ai you can just do it right there and then by the time it's finalized then you you record everything officially uh you know that's just one reason now they didn't say that when they were asked about it they didn't say all that but that's what they should have said when they were asked about it. So, yeah. but that's one way, that's one way that AI can like help speed shit up. Cause if you're still developing the game, you just want to know, you just want to like test out what shit sounds like while you're still making the game. You can just yeah. throw the AI in there and then they'll say it and be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't like the way that sounds. Let's change it to fucking, let's change the name of this gun. Oh, now we have to record 50 more lines of every character saying the name of this gun. Cause we changed the name. Uh, exactly so yeah that's why like i'm cool with it i think there's some overreactions there i think the problem is that a lot of people hear like you know of ai just doing all the work and then people turning it in as like the product yeah that's what I'm concerned about but that's not what's happening here yeah so we'll see you know what xbox does with all this but i'm okay with it man yeah. it speeds up development and gives us a better product at the end of the day i know another thing I that xbox is doing with ai was ninja theory was it Ninja Theory? Ninja Theory had a battle royale game that no one played, <laughs> but I played it. I think it was oh, called that Bleeding Edge. Oh, Bleeding Edge. Oh, that's it. Never mind. Yeah, Bleeding Edge, and they used AI. They used like AI as AI for the um the NPC characters for for like training for like the tutorial sections for like teaching people how to play the game they would use very well trained ai well i think it was like moba it wasn't a battle royale but same thing it was, it was you know the, the ai was very intelligent because it was trained off of player uh i think mortal Kombat did some shit like this too where you can train an ai character to fight like you and then you can like killer instinct killer instinct killer instinct yeah and you could fight you could fight each other's AI characters uh, and it had like a whole system where you could do that. Like that kind of shit is fucking awesome. Yeah. And I feel like, like Xbox has really been the only guys trying stuff like that. But that's like, that's really cool stuff that, yeah, I want to see stuff like that kind of get expanded. If we have better, if we have better computer opponent AI, that's like better trained off of, how to actually play the game like a real player would play it. Um, that just goes better even for like single player games yeah. where you just want better enemies to kind of more reactive enemies. 
So. Yeah, smarter enemies. You know, can you imagine a stealth game where people don't just go back to like after someone sees you like murder someone, they don't just yeah. go back and like. Or they just run the same. Route. They just run the same yeah. tra- the route. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be cool to see. So I'm all for it, man. Like, bring it on. I'm all for it. Um, in some trailers, we got RoboQuest is finally coming out. It's got yes. its one point on launch. I haven't played that game in a while, so I'm excited to give this another shot. Um, now that the game's done, I might re-download it and give it a give it a play. It was a lot of fun when I was playing through it. You played through it with me too, and you had a lot of fun with it too. So, yeah, yeah, this is a good ass game. It's on Game Pass, so go check it out. Um, I haven't played it in a minute. Last time I played it, they just completely redid all the perks and abilities. So all the stuff I put points into were like voided. So I just started to invest them all over again. Um, but I like the stuff that they improved on it. And they, they had some more stuff that they had to add to it too. So I, I took a break from it for a while until it was done. And I'm glad I did because now I can get back into it and play the game like as a finished product. So I can't wait to play this again, dude. It's... It was a special game when it was in um when it was in um early access or Microsoft game preview. And so I can't wait to see now that it's finished what it looks like. This is I'm excited. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's out now. The Steam reviews are pretty positive on it. So Yeah. It's a good ass game. It's yeah. a good ass game. It's a really good roguelike. And if you like more like old school like bunny hop arena shooters, it's it does that and it scratches that itch. Um Vampire Survivors is coming soon with the new adventures update. It's going to be adding single player story driven content to the game. Crazy. <laughs> Which fucking is crazy, crazy to hear. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. This is the game that keeps on giving, man. Um, and it's not expensive. It's still like, like a $5 game. <laughs> if even. Yeah. So go check it out. Like I, I bought it on uh, Switch and I'm having fun with it. So go check it out. Go play it. It's a lot of fun. Um, Diablo 4 had its uh, announcement trailer for Vessel of Hatred's newest expansion. It's a 46-second trailer. That doesn't talk up. That doesn't show anything off. But yeah. God damn it, I'm excited for it because I'm a Diablo slut and I'll fucking <laughs> buy anything that they put out because I have a problem. I am part of the problem here and I'm totally okay with admitting that. With the Season of Blood, they are in a good trajectory right now. Yes, they, they are. They have a positive upswing right now, so... Yes, they do. As long as they don't fuck anything else up, that this what could I be good. See, what I want to see is a new class. They announced a new class. When do they announce the new class? I don't know. <laughs> Did you not? They announced a new, new class. Never before seen class. New class. Oh, I didn't see that. At BlizzCon. Okay, BlizzCon that. is happening. That's where this is all... So this wasn't the only thing they showed. This was just the expansion, but... Yeah, they announced a new class. New, new class. So, yeah. So, was... a new, never-before-seen class. It's not like... Because I would have been excited if they announced the, uh, what is yeah. it? Vampire Hunter class from Immortal. Yeah, they're not putting out... Yeah, it's like a new, new, new class. Brand new. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited, man. We'll see what happens with it, because I'm stoked. I'm going to pick it up. If the expansion's going to have a new class in it, fuck yeah, sign me up. Yeah. Again, I'm a Diablo slut, so I'm going to go pick up whatever it is that they put out, man, because I suck and I'm part of the problem. I'll buy everything Diablo because I'm addicted to it. <laughs> I was talking to a buddy of mine. He was mentioning how, like, 
we like to shit on and praise Diablo 3. Like, it's really funny watching us play through it because how much we'll shit on it and praise at the same time. And we were talking about some of our favorite games, and he's like, you know, I'd be remiss not to put Diablo 3 as my fav- one of my favorite games because of how much time I put into it. And I was like, I disagree. And he was like, how so? And I was like, you don't see a meth addict, like, putting, like, meth as a hobby, you know, on their dating profiles. <laughs> so same thing. I wouldn't put down Diablo 3 as one of my favorite games. It's a game I'm addicted to, <laughs> but I could argue objectively. You know, I'm, I'm, it's designed to be like this addicting game. It's not a good game, quote-unquote. Um, uh, and I feel the same with Diablo 4. Well, is the argument it that on- it's just it's designed to be addictive? That's, that's why it's not? If I'm going to compare it to like some of my favorite games, I, it's hard to justify putting it next to things like Cyberpunk, Tears of the Kingdom, Breath of the Wild, Devil May Cry, Monster Hunter. You know what I mean? These like mechanically rewarding and satisfying games that are, it's hard for me to put Diablo next to it for how I play Diablo. Because I, 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 I enjoy Diablo the same way you enjoy like a bag of chips, you know, just kind of absentmindedly just shoveling it into my mouth not really enjoying it just like it's there yeah well it's often that you i don't think most people consider their favorite things to be the best thing that's fair like for me it's it's always different well sometimes like outer wilds is just happens to be number one in both categories but yeah it doesn't always line up that way yeah and i'll give you that it's just like when I look at Diablo, it's, I like Diablo for a different thing that I that I, I play other video games for. Again, I'll probably have a better wording for it eventually, but again, I, I enjoy Diablo the same way like an addict, an alcoholic enjoys drinking. Like, yeah, it's just it's something that I'm. It's almost compulsive for me. I'm willing, I'm kind of ashamed to admit. Yeah. Um. Even though I could, I could, I could stop at any time. I, I stopped playing it to play Phantom Liberty, so it's not like this huge thing. But I can't admit that like it's more of a compulsion than like a really fun like experience. Even though it is a fun game, I'm gonna move on now because I'm not gonna make any sense <laughs> when I talk about it. Um. It, this uh the expansion is coming. It says late 2024. So yes, so I got some time. So that's yeah. at least like what another dozen seasons before we see the yeah. new expansion. Um, we'll see when it comes out. You know what, or when they get more details on it. Um, oh, my brother's here, so I'm trying to like finish this up. Oh, um, get him in yeah, on this. Sorry. <laughs> we're almost done we just got like um new releases a lot of games are coming out i don't fucking know any of these so yeah i don't really not a lot here i really want to talk about uh like a like a dragon gaiden the man who erased his name looks pretty good yeah. that's coming out today um oh, sanabi sanabi is under that i don't know what the fuck this game is but it is overwhelmingly yeah. positive on steam right now Ooh, I'll definitely check that like, out. That's the kind of um, shit that I, <laughs> that like I want to look at just because like why the fuck is this ninety five percent positive? Uh, yeah. So uh, some kind of cyberpunk platformer action game. Yeah. So yeah. so we'll see when 
Yeah, this looks cool. Um, there's some other games coming out in the next couple of days. Uh, November 10th, we got uh, Air Twister and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, the remakes coming out. I've heard nothing good about this remake. I've heard so far. bad so. things about. I've heard bad things about the single player. Yeah. But same. the problem is, this is a $70 game, <laughs> and the single player is almost an afterthought. It's like, yeah, just give it to me separate if you're gonna do this. Yeah. Um. What else we got? Yeah, I've heard like the single player is like not great at all. Yeah. Which is funny because I've heard good things about the single player for Warfare 2. And people were talking up that the third game is going to be great based on what the second game left behind. So it's weird to me that they just dropped the ball with this, but whatever. Um, got so many new games. Uh, November 13th, we got Spirit T. I haven't heard of this one. Oh, I have heard of this one. This one looks cool. You've you heard like of this? this? <laughs> yeah, I have heard of this. You like you help out like yokai from Cheese like, Master Games. Spirits, yeah. I, I have heard about this. I, I don't know where I heard about it, but I heard about it. <laughs> I don't know if it's good or not, but I've heard about it. Okay. Um, November fourteenth. A lot of games are coming out November fourteenth. Um, Astral Ascent, Coral Island, Hogwarts Legacy is coming out on Switch. That's gonna be I, that's interesting. Gonna be interesting. <laughs> I cannot wait to see what that looks like, dude. Um, I still need to play that. Yeah. Same. There's some like invincible video game coming out. It's like an anatomy of the advent visual novel. This is a thing. I guess I never heard of this before, but there we go. And the last but not least, November 15th, we have American Arcadia, Last Faith and Teardown all coming out. I heard Teardown was really good. Like, this is something that people have been excited for, right? Tailwind's really good. American Arcadia, I played this during the demo derby, which you can watch oh, yeah? if you go to gamerosecom slash YouTube. Uh, it's like a uh, Truman Show-esque type of limbo, run to the right kind of game. Yeah. And that's the part that I was not really into. <laughs> I'm into oh, yeah. the I'm into the Truman Show thing it's doing, not so much the limbo thing it's doing. Yeah, uh, the limbo thing is kind of weird. Like you have to like really know what you're doing. Limbo worked out so well because there was like no dialogue. There's no like everything you got from it was environmental. It looks like this is trying to be this like story, and that's a little bit trickier to do with the limbo. Yeah, you play as two characters though. There's one character that there's the guy that's in the thing. And then there's the other character that's trying to break him out of the thing. Like she's part of the system and yeah. she's trying to break him out and you play as her as well in first person. So it, when you play as her, it turns into a first person puzzle game. And then when you play as the guy, it's a run to the right limbo game. It's pretty interesting, but it's a little, yeah, I think it's, it it's doing a lot there. <laughs> yeah. I'll check it out when it comes out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for the show, everybody. Like I said, short news week, so not a lot to go over. Um, Wasabi, tell people where they can find us. Yeah, you can go to GameRoast.com, GameRoast.com slash Twitch, GameRoast.com slash YouTube, GameRoast.com slash Discord, and hop in there and talk to us, hang out with us, jam with us, play video games with us, talk about video games yeah, in the Discord. We're in the Discord. Yep, we're in the Discord. We're always responding to everything. Not always immediate because we're grown ass men full time jobs, but we're always yeah. responding. 
Um, so come in, say hi, talk about games. Tell us what you think about Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> I want to hear other people think about Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. Yeah. But in the meantime, be cool, be safe, be excellent with each other, and we'll see you guys next week.